0: Welcome to the Queer Witch Project, your resource for all things queer and witchy. I'm Damona Peacock, a fabulous, non-binary, neurodivergent, ordained queerdo with a hyperfixation for symbolism, cycles, and patterns.
1: And I'm Moon Kitty, a queer femme poly kitchen witch, and I'm a proud geek. Today's topic is summer solstice and pride summer solstice has this natural rhythm that happens as the seasons change we get days that get warmer and brighter and pride has its own kind of natural rhythm and energy so what is that history behind pride and the summer solstice and how do they connect together as a queer person i mean assuming i can speak on this a little bit
0: for for some reason like pride and summer solstice like the vibe of summer seemed to me to be one and the same or to go hand in hand i don't know if other people experience it like this but like thinking about what the vibe of summer is like road trips or ga- barbecues gatherings, uh community events and so much like there's so many things going on where you're actually like getting out and seeing people you know getting outside um and i feel like i know that pride falls when it does because of the history of Mm -hmm. stonewall riots which we'll talk a little bit about but um i also kind of feel like summer the essence of summer had her own kind of hand in the perfect timing of everything what do you feel like how those two connect
1: a lot of what you're saying is is very similar. It's in, in the same way. You feel the energy, the warmth, and the fire. The fire that comes out at solstice, summer solstice. And it's just that energy that you get that just makes you want to do something. And as queer people, we have been held down and, held back in so many different ways that this idea of being able to step out into that sunlight, into that fire energy and all that vibrancy, I think ties really well with that summer solstice energy. So it may be coincidence, it may be divine intervention, it may be divine concept, whatever you want to cons- call it. But the fact that pride and um, summer solstice are in the same month, they link together. I think it's really there are underlying reasons behind it and that's what's really fascinating and that's kind of what i know we wanted to talk about a little bit more here in that history of the pride riots we know that it started with stonewall so we what is the astrological significance or the numerology? I know your expertise is more in numerology and we're both kind of learning a little bit astrology as we're going along. I promise we will have real astrologers and real people who know what they're talking about on that topic later, but your specialty is really in numerology and you are amazing at the constructs and and putting it all together in a way that makes sense. What is the numerological significance of that Stonewall riot date, which was June twenty eighth, nineteen
0: sixty nine? Watch a numerologist. Numerologist struggled to do math for like five seconds. Sure, sure. The month
1: is a six. Twenty eight is
0: a ten, I think. Eight, nine, ten. Yes. So six plus one, and then nineteen sixty nine. We. I. This is. Could it count out those two nines? Six plus one is a seven. Oh, that's very interesting because we're in a seven year right now and 1969 was a seven year. And here we are talking about this. I love synchronicity. Seven plus one is an eight plus six. Eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, five. Okay. A fourteen-five, which has some significance in numerology. Some people call it a karmic number. So 14, five, Anybody want to look up 14 in numerology? Some people call it a karmic number. I don't love calling things karmic anything. But um sometimes people with like life path 14 is seen to as to have been brought some extra challenges into their life. Um so you could imagine and as a 145 that number that day was already set for is already kind of speaking to a long history and we talk about, Oh, it started with the Stonewall riots, but truthfully that was where it sparked. Right. We didn't start the fire and I don't know how much more I can say without having to pay royalties. It was always burning. It's been burning. And there was a lot of significant, um, protesting and pushback and you have to think about 1969 right it is a time of protests and pushback and the i want to say the boomer generation really kind of finding their voice for the you know uh and becoming more consciously aware and that we're inheriting this society that we've built which whoo man somebody could remind them that now that's, a
1: <laughs> that's another uh, topic for another podcast <laughs> right so um
0: so 14 so here's the thing about the five mm-hmm. we love to personify the five this is for all you millennials out here that will understand this one but we like to personify him as the kool-aid man you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. when he busts through the wall and he goes <laughs> You know, it just breaks the wall down. So in a four year or four day or what, you know, the number four is about like kind of building structures and setting limitations and boundaries, which we all need. It's great. But then the five will come right along in, you know, intentionally breaking down these boundaries, breaking down some of these limitations, these barriers, because, you know, a butterfly can't grow if it doesn't break free Mm -hmm. from its cocoon. Right. So, it's a part of the growth. So, you can imagine that uh, metaphorically, the Stonewall, right, was one giant communal coming out of a closet that we were just so tired of being limited by what people expected us to be. But, And I say us as in I'm speaking about the community in general. Mm-hmm. So limited by, you know, the life that we were told we had to live and the inauthentic, uh, inauthentic life that ended up being, which just, people just broke and they were done. They were done with the oppression. They were ready for change. And that's what a five is. So a 14.5 means there's a lot of history there. There's a lot of shit that needs to change. And this is the Kool Aid man breaking down the walls. So numerologically, it makes so much sense that June 28, 1969 would have already been kind of a a perfect day to spark. Mm -hmm. That
1: kind of powder keg.
0: The other thing about the number five is you think about the pentagram. Mm -hmm. Five points of the pentagram, which a lot of people will personify as, you know, head and arms and legs. Like maybe I'm envisioning like the Da Vinci man. The Trivian man, yeah. Uh, Five is the furthest from one and nine in the numerology cycle. It's the center. If one and
1: nine are hyper divine, five is hyper human. Okay. Interesting. Now I know we're not going to dive deep into the astrological significance of it, but I know uh, we did get some uh, some general concepts that we wanted to talk about. And all of these were some fabulous articles that we'll put down in the links. So you can go read the source material yourself and find where we got all of these kind of general things, because again, we are not full astrologers. But we wanted to make sure that you can see that not only is there pneumological A numerological aspect to this, but there's also that astrological aspect to um, the significance of the date. So, those will all be linked in the bio, but here's kind of an overview of what we're looking at.
0: Well, shout out to my friend Ken, who sent me these articles. Um, Ken is an amazing astrologer. I'm going to plug him later. We're hopefully going to talk him into coming and talking to us about queer queer astrology, rather. but he sent me these two articles to read so that I could kind of get an overview of like what was all going on in the stars and the planets during this this big major cycle. And there was a lot. And I am not going to regurgitate it all because I am that's that's Ken's specialty, not mine. Obviously, you saw me just roll with the numerology of it all. But you know, but here's some of the like major significant ones that I, I like just right off the bat. I wanted to talk about. First of all, the sun is in Cancer. remember I was like, it's two days before my birthday. This Cancerian, crabby little, you know, the sun was in Cancer. Feelings are elevated. You know, we're in our feelings and it's, it's, the light is being shown on them. And in this article I learned, because of course I wasn't alive back then. uh, The day before the Stonewall Riot popped off, riots, because it was days of it. The day before it popped off was Judy Garland's funeral. And I'm sure you could imagine that that added to the feelings being elevated. And and a lot of people, particularly queer people who were inspired by her, mm-hmm. would have been feelings at this time, too. Yes, yeah, she's definitely like, an icon. I don't know if you've ever experienced grief. <laughs> But the way some people react to grief can be rather violent at first. Mm-hmm. People are want to be left alone, and when you're pushing their buttons and they're in their grief, watch out. Mm-hmm. So, um, so the sun is in Cancer, and then you pop over to what the the moon is doing, and the moon is hanging out with Mars
1: over in Sagittarius. <laughs> Why don't you speak on some Sagittarius, my Sagittarius friend? Right. I'm finding this amusing just because as we're talking about this, you are a Cancer very much and talking about the the Cancer energy and I am a Sagittarius. And with the moon hanging out in Sagittarius and all of that, it really is a lot about that wildfire energy. It takes a lot to get it popped off, but once it sparks, it's really hard to contain. So if you're thinking like Aries energy is like, it's a a spark, it's really fast. Whereas Sagittarius fire energy builds and it just takes a long time to get there. But once it goes, it's really hard to contain. And having that emotional energy um, from where everything was, that powder keg, the the idea of 1969, which is like you said earlier, this is entire transformative era. era and then having each thing just kind of building on each other to keep moving forward. I can, yeah. yeah, I can definitely see how these things are kind of connecting in and how that's still relating back.
0: And I love how you mentioned how Aries is that spark, but mm-hmm. you know, then they kind of like, they're not the prolonged burn like Saj but here's the thing. Do you know what was happening on the ascendant? No. Aries. The ascendant was <laughs> in Aries. So it's like, it literally, Aries was that spark. Aries, and then boom, you got Mars, you know, that ruled by Aries, and yeah, they're connected. Mm-hmm. We got Mars over here, in Sagittarius, and so there's this, like, fire water thing. And then you have Mercury was hanging out over in Gemini. Well, Mercury is the planet that kind of rules over, like, communication,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and Gemini is very quick thinking and a quick action, air sign. Mm -hmm. So imagine you have this emotionally fueled fire that is getting
1: blown on. All that oxygen.
0: They were not going to go quietly into the night any longer. Mm -hmm. And that's what sparked. That's what the planets were. That's some of the things the planets were doing when this night sparked off. That became a revolution that then became a huge celebration and community building Mm -hmm. you know and even though i'm you know not all rose-colored glasses i know that things are still tough for a lot of our brethren (laughs) oh yeah the members a lot of um people who fall under our umbrella under the queer umbrella uh the world out there is really rough but i also there's still a optimistic part of me that says that we're stronger our youth have a voice mm-hmm. earlier on Gen Z is inspiring the crap out of me with the ability to express themselves and to uh, speak up for social issues mm-hmm. so it's like I feel like they're even though we're still struggling in some ways we've also come really far
1: each each generation as we're learning we're, we're getting better we're getting better about being expressing ourselves who we are going forward and I think that kind of ties into my next question which was with this ability for us to have this more voice this more active voice and it has more uh, synchronicity and more parallels into the aspects of pride and being proud of yourself and not hiding that voice anymore so how And what kind of, is there any sort of extra significance or parallels that happen between the idea of pride and tying it back into summer solstice? Because again, we've talked, we touched a little bit on things, but that's still that idea of the generations and embracing our queerness, embracing the aspects that we have that make us different and tying it to that energy, that magic of the summer solstice.
0: Yeah, right off the bat, what I first thought of when you were kind of explaining this question was that when I was talking about the vibe of summer, I always said, we all go outside. Mm-hmm. We all see people. We're emerging. You know, we're out. Um, we have emerged. Spring, we emerge. And now we're just in the radiant l- sun, you know, mm-hmm. the radiance of the sun. And I think that that's what it feels like to not only like face that fear of just being your authentic self and not hiding for other people's comfort or discomfort. um, But also when you more often than not, when people are able to take that step, they find a lot of connection with people who understand them and Mm -hmm. that they're alone and that the community is bigger than you think. And, you know, uh, Such a wide, beautiful rainbow of personalities and, um, you know, people that are going to love you,
1: chosen Mm -hmm. family.
0: And I think this is, those are big arching themes for queer community. But I think that it's really comes back to getting out into daylight and being ourselves and being visibly queer and saying, no, you don't get to. Rob me of my humanity just mm-hmm. because I'm different than you.
1: What about rainbow capitalism? Because that whole idea of we're getting out or being colorful and vibrant is, is it too much? Yes and no.
0: <laughs> I mean, I will gripe about rainbow capitalism like any other, you know, because some of it is problematic. And in the end, a lot of the companies that, you know, sponsor Pride and, um, you know, Pay in pay homage to rainbow capitalism. Really, their bottom line is they want to make money. Mm-hmm. Are they out there fighting the legislation that's, that's discriminating against our community? Not not always. Some may, some maybe. I'm not saying. Definitely not using any absolutes here. Bottom line, companies want to make money. At the same time, am I like a sucker for rainbow oh. things? Yes, <laughs> I am. And do I like that there's a lot of rainbow stuff available? I do. My wallet doesn't, <laughs> but I do. It's <laughs> like, mm. just like everything in life. It's kind of like, you take the good, you take the bad, you take it all. And I don't know if I want to use that song.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, I, I appreciate that very much. And uh, I had the, the idea behind some of that is we've got winter solstice, which is right around Christmas time. So wouldn't summer solstice be pride, which we're still exchanging gifts, we're shopping for that coming out. So now we are celebrating that idea of the sun and celebrating the brightness and the colors and the energy and that joy. Whereas at I said, I don't know. I'm all I'm all for it. if we give Chris, if we give gifts at winter solstice to celebrate the return of the light, why not give gifts and that kind of rainbow brightness at the light's peak?
0: 100%. Yeah. Um, it's our holiday. Mm-hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong. And this could be just in recent years, but I kind of feel like summer's the kickoff. Pride is the kickoff. But I don't feel like the party stops until we get all the way back into fall and yeah. people start, you know, going back inward, uh, doing less <laughs> events outside. Left, you know, I just kind of feel like as long as it's warm, we're going to go out and flaunt our stuff.
1: Yes. And I know that pride happens in different countries in different months. So that kind of extends out some of those things, too. But no, it's, I do. I agree. It's not just a one-month thing anymore. It's a celebration of who we are and being able to be colorful all summer and flaunt that brightness is is really important. One of my favorite
0: Rainbow Capitalism purchases was a sweatshirt that said, Queer All Year. Yes. I'm like, we're not just, this is, yeah, this is us. We exist. Mm-hmm. We're here all the time. Rainbow Capitalism is is very, yeah, we definitely do a lot of gifting pride oh i saw this and you had
1: to have it right this made me think of you so much this is for you tying this all up because I know we are getting towards the end and want to make sure we kind of keep going here. But so what can we do as queer witches to put aspects of pride into our summer solstice celebrations? Because again, this whole idea behind this podcast and behind this is not only are we queer, but we are magical folk. We are witches. Um, everyone has different terms they choose to use. I know both you and I use the term witch, um, but we are magical folk. So what can we do to infuse that pride in who we are and this concept of coming out with those celebrations that we all do um, or or may do around the uh, summer solstice? That is a great
0: question. Um, I'm thinking, get all your queer folk together around a bonfire and just eat some s'mores. <laughs> that sounds lovely. But but I would also consider um, as if, if I had a group that I was working with that we're all based off of, you know, Queer, queer, magical practitioners mm-hmm. uh, building a ritual around, uh, you know, honoring the ancestors of the of the Stonewall riots and all that came before and after. Um, all, honoring the the queer ancestors who you know fought for our rights, mm-hmm. who got caught up in a pandemic that the government didn't want to address right off the bat. You know, veneration for those ancestors. You know, I know we do a lot of ancestral veneration in the fall when the veil is thinning, but you know, all of these like solstices and equinoxes, the veils are thin, right? Mm-hmm. There's a we we set aside a particular time and space to connect, to connect to nature and the natural cycles. Mm-hmm. And part of that is all that came before us and built our history and made this world that we get to live in and in- interface with. So I would imagine maybe um, tying in some queer ancestral veneration mm-hmm. or solstice
1: ritual or tradition. Um,
0: I don't know. What would you recommend or what would, what ideas would you have?
1: No, I love that idea of having, maybe if you have an altar, having some queer ancestors or queer ancestry history that you're acknowledging or honoring, but also keeping up the fight of day to day. What are we working at to support the um, gender affirming care that our trans brothers and sisters need? What are we doing to continue fighting the fight for the LGBT community so we have access to equal rights for everyone? and. It's in just making it not just a passive, but what are we actually doing? Do you have additional money that you could put at it? Do you not have money, but do you have time? Do you have the ability to kind of just put something and towards what it may be? Again, there's, there's money, there's resources, there's just even studying and learning. So that you can be open more open minded and listening to the voices that are being heard, um, or the voices that are speaking rather, so they can be heard and share their story and share their truth, so we can open up to more of a global perspective and seeing that also- for all that we are different, we are the same.
0: And also using your own voice and telling your own story and humanizing yes. uh, you know, humanizing yourself to
1: those that'll listen.
0: You know sharing our humanity
1: yes the only way we're going to get stronger is together <laughs> yes
0: and i think that also ties back into the whole coming out to celebrate and being visibly queer mm-hmm. because somewhere there's someone whose voice has been taken away from them there's someone who feels like they can't use their voice right and there's some hiding how they feel mm-hmm. and See people out there love happy and in their joy and celebration and authenticity in the light of day and say, wow, I can identify with that person. Maybe I'm
1: not so alone mm-hmm. and maybe things will get better. Right. Perfect. We know that things do get better. And I want to know that. Yeah. And that's the one of those things that we look at uh, chosen family versus our bio families, because unfortunately we know there's still so many, so many LGBTQIA plus kids that are stuck in families that don't understand and aren't willing to understand. And if we can just acknowledge and help them understand that it does get better, I promise it does get better. You will find a community that understands you, that will support you and that will help. And I think that's the ultimate part.
0: Yeah, the right people will take you under
1: their wing. Yes. You're not alone. Not at all. And that's the fire of that solstice energy. 100%.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. Well, what a beautiful day to launch such a wonderful podcast project.
1: I know, I'm really excited about this. So yes, we are launching our first episode here on the summer solstice. And yeah, so we are looking at doing this a couple of times a month. Um, So you'll get podcasts uh, twice a month on here and we're going to look to have different guests and lots of other fun things so with that let's do our first official outro and (laughs) we'll get going and uh yeah hopefully you guys enjoyed or guys okay sorry correction hopefully all you folks enjoyed this and um let us know we can't wait to hear from you so with that thanks for listening to the queer witch
0: project If you enjoyed this topic, like, follow, leave us a comment.
1: If there's a topic you would like to know more about or an episode topic you would like to suggest, contact us at thequeerwitchproject at gmail.com or find us on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram with a handle at queerwitchproject. Again, we upload twice a month. And remember, queerness is a key to magic. Be yourself. Love rebelliously thanks everyone
0: bye